Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. And, and we're also going to be talking about uh, weight loss without willpower and effortless effort and a whole bunch of other cool concepts that are going to make the journey towards your ideal body weight and your ideal fitness level and your ideal level of health um, different than it, I think it would be if you didn't hear what we've got to share with you today. I'm Scott Patton, your co-host, and along with me as usual is uh, the Zen master himself, Matt Fury. Hey Matt, how are you doing? Great, Scott. I'm fired up as you are today. Let's uh, knock this one out of the ballpark. All right. You told me before we came on the air a quote that one of your I think you said wrestling coaches had shared with you, and I was wondering if you could share that with uh, with everybody here today. And uh, we're going to take that quote and we're going to uh, twist it around a little bit because we had a lot of fun with it before we came on the air. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, the uh, the quote was given to me as well as other people on the team at the University of Iowa by our coach Dan Gable. He was an Olympic champion, world champion, and basically, you know, they think of him like the god of wrestling and and hmm. uh, college and Olympic history. And Gable, he was a phenomenal workhorse. I mean, he trained and uh, exercised all the time and was in just incredible shape. He was a machine, but yet he was a technician and one of the finest ever. And one of the things he said that I never forgot was constantly strive to make your wrestling as easy as possible. Constantly strive to make your wrestling as easy as possible. Right. So if you remove the word wrestling and say weight loss or fitness or relationships or health, as we uh, discussed, the same sentence, the same uh, principle applies. Yes. So constantly strive to make your weight loss as easy as possible. Right. So it doesn't mean you don't exercise or you don't eat right or you don't uh, care about anything. That's not what it means. It means constantly look for constantly exercise in such a way that you get the results you want without beating your body into the into the concrete killing yourself or uh, or harming yourself in any way but it also means be efficient look for the best ways find out the best mm-hmm. information and so and so uh, you and I were speaking about yoga and I said and when you practice yoga, do you strain and make grunts and all that? And then I'll let you tell the story of uh, there was you said there was somebody in your class who was uh, yeah about eight months ago. I took a friend of mine to a hot yoga. Now this friend of mine and I, over the last fifteen years, have probably spent six or seven years in the gym with weights, right? And we're pushing the maximum more probably than the maximum that that we could alone, you know, be helping each other and stuff. And, and of course, that's a, an environment where you, you know, and you're really, like, grunting, right? So 
I've gone for like six or seven months at this point, and I know that you know it's you breathe through your nose the whole time, which means you're not gulping air or anything like this, and so you're really pushing yourself to the limit. But it's a limit that is limited not necessarily by your body as much as it is by your breathing, because if you're if you if you can only breathe through your nose, it, you the, you, uh, you can't sort of cheat, right? And so the whole thing is a very quiet, almost meditation, except for the instructor telling us, you know, which pose to move to and, and which position in the pose to move to. So my friend gets there, and he's, you know, he's doing this stretch, and it's like, you know, so there's this quiet room of 50 people, and there's one guy just giving her, right? And finally the instructor said, you know, hold on here, like you're, it's, you're, it's, this is effortless effort here. This is not this grunting stuff, right? And uh, I just love that idea of the, you know, you stretch to the how far you can stretch and you push yourself to the limit, but you don't do it in a, in a, in a, uh, what I would say like when you're on weights, like you, you maybe jerk it up or you, 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 uh, I can't. I don't, now I'm kind of lost in terms of how to exactly describe it. But it's you go to your limit, but you don't yeah. go way past your limit to, in terms of straining. Yeah, you do everything in harmony with mind and the body. That's and, it in harmony. Yeah, and the fact is, is that when you're in harmony with and you, the word yoga means union. When the mind and body are in harmony, you're actually far stronger far more flexible, and so on, than when you try to make the body overrule the mind or the mind overrule the body. They, they, they work together. They're connected. So the, the, the thing with the effortless effort is so great that um, you summed up by telling me that in two words what Gable said in 10 or 12, <laughs> whatever it is, and it was so awesome that I said, I grunted, <laughs> like, I said, oh, my God, that is great. I immediately grabbed a three-by-five card and my black marker and wrote effortless effort on a card that's now sitting on my desk because it's another way to say the same thing, yet at the same time, it's so valuable um, to, to get this concept across to people. When you sit... Uh, at a table to have a meal of organic fruits and vegetables and and uh, free range, let's say meat, uh, if you eat meat and grass fed beef, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's not effort. This right. is not struggle. And if you uh, do a juice fast for a day, uh, I've taught people to do like a watermelon fasting, things like that where you have watermelon juice whenever you're hungry during the day. Mm-hmm. And the pounds just fly off. But you don't go and say, oh, I'm doing this fast today. Oh, it's so hard. And go tell all your friends about it and all of that because, number one, they may interfere with what you're doing because they don't understand it or they want you to not reach your goal because they haven't reached one. There could be many reasons, but... But this whole idea is to think about all the things you do to make your job harder. Yes. And 
when you announce to everybody, okay, here's what I'm doing, and, I say, and they don't share your goals, they don't have your same beliefs, pride, convictions, etc., you've just added effort to the equation. Because now you've got to somehow block out their negativity or use it in some way. And there will be times you need to do this anyway. But wouldn't it be a lot easier if you just kept your mouth shut and did what you wanted to do and, and you didn't try to change everybody else before you had totally changed? And That's a great point, Matt. I just, I'm just chuckling to myself as I'm listening to you because isn't that what so many... Well, I know I do it all the time. Is I go and I make a simple task or a simple goal very, very difficult. Right. And and uh, and so you get into the exercise. You get whether you're walking, running, doing yoga, and so on. There are ways to do it in which you put effort into it and get no results. And there are ways, the ways we're encouraging, to to put this effortless effort, this zero resistance mindset and physicality into the equation so that you get what you want. And so, on one hand, you're striving. It's an oxymoron like Gamblegate. Striving to make it as easy as possible, but yet you're really not striving. You're searching. You're constantly looking for the way. And so, everything we do, from walking to running to swimming to stretching to yoga, weightlifting if you do that, there is a way to get the job done faster if you open your mind to it. M- many people, they, they have this idea of uh, not only no pain, no gain, but that if it is difficult, it isn't worthwhile. Right. <laughs> and and it's, that's a different thing than challenging ourselves, right? Like I like to hike out in the mountains here on the West Coast. There are beautiful mountains. And when you get to the peaks, you have this panoramic view that takes your breath away, right? So I'm always looking for uh, challenging mountains or mountains that have exceptional views that I can... That I, and I'm not talking about like climbing up cliffs or anything like this. These are usually just paths that go up the side of the mountain and... and uh, that, that's a totally different sport than what I'm into, but I just love hiking in the mountains. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to me, if it was flat, it, that I would have, I'd be bored and have no challenge. I think having a challenge is important, but that's different than making something you want harder than it has to be to do it. Like I would never go for a hike in the mountains in flip flops, right? You right. Know? Uh, or I'd never go hiking on a hot, sunny day with no water and no uh, no covering from my head, right? So, uh, you know, you can do those things and make it a, an awful experience if you want, but that's not the point, right? The point is mm-hmm. to do it uh, to do it in a way that's enjoyable and, and you get a lot out of it. And, and, yeah, you challenge yourself and you may challenge yourself, but that's different than, than doing something to make it hard or almost impossible to accomplish your goal. Right. Well, here's a... While you were saying this about the flip-flops, here's an interesting twist on this, is that when you're leaving the house, it appears that wearing flip-flops would be the do-it-as-easy-as-possible way. Right. And not wearing the hat and not bringing a jug of water, it appears like, oh, yeah, that'll take less effort, that'll... uh, 
that'll be an easier way to go. But see, after you've been hiking for a while, all of a sudden those flip flops are going to be uh, they're, they're going to be the pebble of sand in your shoe. Yeah. They're going to be it's not and fun. Not yeah, and not having any water. Oh my God! Now you're going to be in the supreme effort, and and so on. So that's really great that story because it it shows you that knowing what to do at first may seem like the difficult thing, mm. but if you give it a chance, you may find out that it's the easy thing. Right. So, Matt, I want you to say that quote again because we did a little word association before we came on the air, and I want to do it again because I want everyone to really think about this sentence. And, I, and if you incorporate it into your daily affirmations or visualizations or you do what uh, Matt said he did, which is put it on a little card and have it on his desk, and I'm, I've got it on a little post-it note that I put on the sides of my monitors, right? I've got all these little little sayings, right, like, only be great or or, uh, you know, what my weight goal weight is or different things for business. But I I think it's something that you could take any goal that you have, any uh, challenge that you've got, and just change the, a couple of words, and all of a sudden you've got a great uh, affirmation or inspirational quote or however you want to use it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll say it again then. Constantly strive to make your wrestling as easy as possible. So constantly strive to make your weight loss as easy as possible. Yes, and constantly strive to make your time exercising as easy as possible. Okay, or constantly strive to make your relationships as harmonious as possible. Constantly strive to make the foods you eat as healthy as possible. As healthy or as simple as possible. Mm. That's a good one. Right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Constantly strive to make uh, the, your work day as easy as possible. Constantly strive to make your sleep as easy as possible. Mm. You know, over 50% of the people are having trouble sleeping. I, yeah, I, I find that so hard to believe. Yet a friend of mine sent me a message on Skype at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I guess he had trouble sleeping last night. I didn't get it till I woke up this morning. But yeah, there are times I'm up till 2 or 3 in the morning too, but they're not because I'm having trouble sleeping. It's because I, I have some project I... I want to get finished and there's a deadline but uh, I'm the same way I I find my most productive writing is 10 to 2 in the morning yeah well you know there's a book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a classic he was in a concentration camp during World War II and survived and was a psychiatrist and so on but in that book he also in there talked about that the key to falling asleep and the key to you know eliminating impotency and the key to this was actually to do the opposite of what you were trying to do to think oh. the opposite and so if you're trying to fall asleep you can't no 
because you're putting effort into it. But if you reverse it and you try to stay awake while reading some book that's boring as can be, uh, <laughs> so on and so forth. That's usually five minutes to sleeping. Yeah, right. Or put on some movie that just is the most boring movie and, and do everything in your power to stay awake and watch the entire thing. That'll put you to sleep. Yeah. So these are, these are examples. So when you get into stretching, for example, it's an amazing thing is that Stretching is often considered by people to be only one type of fitness or one aspect of it because they equate stretching with only with flexibility. Yeah, I associate it with warming up to do something else, actually. It's interesting you talk about that because I was thinking, well, what does it mean to me? Oh, I'm going to warm up before I go for my hike or before I go running or before I bike or before I whatever I do. I don't think of it as its own good exercise. Yeah, well, yet a lot of people think that yoga is nothing but stretching. Right. And combat conditioning, which I teach in uh, in exercises like that, they think of, well, that's stretching. You know, that's not really strength training. But the fact is that there is an easier way. There is an integrated way of doing both at the same time so that while you're stretching you're also strengthening while you are strengthening you are also stretching now can you do this with weights oh a little bit anytime you're moving your body you're getting stretching of some sort right but are you getting any flexibility that way no yet when you do uh, exercises like I teach, you're getting strength, and flexibility, and even endurance all at the same time. So do you need three workouts to get all three things, strength, endurance, flexibility? No. You Not if you're constantly striving to make your workouts as easy as possible. That's right. And so being conscious of your body while you stretch. And one of the great things about yoga, as well as uh, what I teach as well, it's in some ways it's, it's definitely union, so we could call it yoga, but I generally haven't to this date. It's called combat conditioning and combat abs. And, but it's an interesting thing because isn't yoga postures where you have to isometrically hold positions, mm-hmm. pressing into the floor, pressing against your body, etc., etc. Some of those positions are incredibly difficult to, to hold for 30 or 60 seconds, which is how long we, and when I do my hot yoga class, that's what we do. We hold something for 60 seconds, then we hold it again for 30 seconds. And it's yeah. amazing when you think about just doing something, and if I described it to you, you go, oh, that's a piece of cake. And then you go, well, yeah, try doing it for 60, hold it for 60 seconds, and then it's that's a, a little bit of effort, right? Right. And the bridging, for example, you guys do like the weird pose, I imagine. Actually, they don't. You don't do? Okay. No. Well, in combat conditioning, we have a number of different bridging exercises that we do. We have 
uh, wrestlers bridge, we have a front bridge, we have a gymnastic bridge, and so on. And, and these exercises are great, but the key thing is you've got to have strength to do them, but at the same time, they make you more flexible. Mm. So there's isometric component to it, and there's also the isotonic component, which means you're moving through space. Isometric means same length, same measure. And, and so you, that would be getting your body in a position where you don't move and you resist and you breathe. Well, even while you're doing an isometric, if you're doing it properly, or whether you're doing an isotonic exercise, when you're doing it properly, you don't snarl and wrinkle up your face right. and, and add effort to it. Yeah, that's right. You, if anything, you try to have nothing but an expression of calm, a calm look on your face. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how much pain you may feel, you have an outward expression of calm. And then even that, that isn't the highest level. You can go to a level where you are smiling externally, and then you can go to a level where you're also smiling internally. And so somebody can walk past you and look at you and can see that your smile isn't this business smile. It actually comes from the inside out. Hmm. That's along the same lines of this effortless effort, having a smile that radiates from the inside. So while you're eating this food, no matter what it is, are you happy about it? Are you smiling as you're eating the food? Or are you resentful and, oh, I can't believe I've got to eat this. Oh, another juice today. Right. Another organic salad. Oh, my God. That's just not going to make it very easy, is it? No. And so this is, there's so many applications of this. To, to be aware of this during your exercise, while you eat, before you go to sleep, anything you're doing, get this effortless effort. And I don't know if I covered this in our, our previous two podcasts, but when most people get out of a chair, they hold their breath. Oh. And, and when I, did, I didn't cover this. Okay, no. this is great. Okay, this is great. And it's just a simple exercise to really prove this effortless effort, especially if you're sitting on the floor, uh, because now you really got to engage a lot more muscles to get up. Right. The majority of people, when it's time to stand up or sit down, and these are two things we generally do each day multiple times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. Yes. Most people will hold their breath until they sit, they're physically sitting in the chair, then they will exhale. And when it comes to standing up, they will hold their breath until they're all the way standing, and then they will exhale. You know that your feeling in your body and this effortless flow will, will manifest itself so quickly. If I'm, I'm sitting in my chair right now, I'm going to stand up and go, it's effortless to get up, especially if I'm on the floor, cross-legged or kneeling or whatever. And now I breathe out. Oh, my I'm, goodness. 
I just I just did it. So here's an exercise, everybody. If unless you're driving, do this. Sit down. If you're standing, sit down. If you're if you're sitting, sit down. If you're sitting on a chair, okay. But you know, get on the floor if it's not too embarrassing. And try breathe out when you stand up, and then hold your breath when you stand up. That's amazing the difference. It's a big difference. And I know that when I was first taught this, when I first learned this, I'd be on the I'd be on the mat teaching martial arts to my son or to somebody else, and I I show a move and I'd be on the mat, meaning not just my feet, my knees, my buttocks, my hands, etc. And I would stand up, and when I would stand up, it'd be like, yeah, my knee here, and you'd feel your knee or your ankle or your lower back or whatever. And then I learned this, and I breathed out as I was standing up, and an amazing thing happened. I no longer felt my knee, my ankle, and my lower back. All huh. I felt was my body rising effortlessly. Yeah, said, yeah. Oh, this is amazing. So now think about your exercise routine. You know, you're lying, you lie down to do a set of uh, abdominal crunches or whatever it is you do. On the way down, you hold your breath. You're already putting effort into it that doesn't belong. Then you lie down, okay, you start and you do the exercise. When you come up, maybe you're holding your breath instead of breathing out every time. And when you breathe out, where are you breathing out from? Your throat, your upper chest, or from your navel center? Right. If the effect is totally different depending on where you breathe out from. Okay, now you finish this exercise, you need to stand up and do something else. And when you're standing up, you're holding your breath. And so in a one-hour workout, you held your breath and added tension and effort to the process that didn't belong, and you did it over and over and over again. Now, if you did that during your workout where you're trying to relax and unwind, how often are you doing it during the day? Yeah. And if you start keeping track of this, you'll count 100, 200 times a day easily that you held your breath for no reason at all other than habit and nobody ever brought it to your attention. Uh, so, yeah, this is, a, this is a great little tip to leave people with this week. Um, just, just catch yourself every time you stop breathing. Go out for a walk and pay attention to your breathing and then catch yourself when your mind wandered to some thought and you stopped breathing, but you're still walking. And if you're walking and holding your breath or breathing very shallowly, you have unconsciously added effort to the exercise. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that's a, that's a great uh, that's a great example of and I think once we know distinctions it really helps us to change to make changes I think when we're unaware of things then it's then obviously we're, how, how would we ever change it right and just the fact that we don't many people don't breathe properly and I know that from yoga because in yoga in my hot yoga we have specific exercises that that are breathing exercises that we do that uh, that, that help, and now I know how I breathe, how my breath was before. I know how it is now, and I know how much more energy I get from it now. 
than I did mm-hmm. before. So this whole thing of, you know, practice getting up a few times without breathing, getting up a few times breathing out, and then where are you breathing out from? Like you said, like from the throat, from the top of your chest, from your from your stomach area, and uh, and it's going to be a huge... It's going to make a huge difference because you're going to start getting that. You do things hard. And uh, there's a famous... Uh, Canadian motivational speaker named Harv Ecker that always says, "How you do anything is how you do everything." So, oh, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're getting up from your from your chair and you're not breathing, you're making it hard. You know, you're making things hard in uh, other parts of your life. And what do we want to do? We want to constantly strive to make you name it as easy as possible. Whether it's achieving my ideal goal weight, whether it's uh, making money, whether it's having excellent relationships, we want to make it as easy as possible. Yes. All right. So thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for those pearls of wisdom. I really appreciate it. If you want to uh, hear previous episodes of Weight Loss in the Mind, uh, head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. And uh, Matt, if somebody wants to know more about combat conditioning, combat abs, some of the programs that uh, that you've got going on, uh, specifically, uh, where could they go? Well, I'll give a couple different places. One, you can go to mattfury.com. That's M-A-T-T-F-U-R-E-Y.com. If you want to start uh, becoming a member uh, with me where each day you can follow along on my journey of exactly the exercises I'm doing and so on, as well as watch videos of some of the things that I'm explaining and talking about here, then you can be a member of the Fury Faithful. And you go to furyfaithful.com, and as a member you get the, the books that we just talked about free, as well as a whole lot more. So uh, cool. it would be great to have you on board there. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Until then, you've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. Bye-bye.